Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. This radio show is really important because it's about some profound realizations I had as a result of my own healing journey. And the name of this radio show and the blog article that is coming out is How to Deal with Your Emotional Pain the Right Way in Order to Grow and Expand. And primarily this show is about how intense our emotional pain feels like in that it can feel like it is taking us out. And we really need to know how to deal with that. We all know our emotional pain can feel all-consuming and consequently it can be really hard to deal with. Hence why we have tried so hard to run away from our pain because we feel like if we collapse into it that it's going to eat us alive. The fascinating thing is intense emotional pain can feel so much worse than intense physical pain. We may have felt in the midst of emotional pain that we would rather be hit with a baseball bat than suffer the anguish. And it's often been talked about in abuse forums as well as stated by therapists that the scars of physical abuse are generally easier to resolve than those of mental and emotional abuse. And I can vouch from personal experience that this is really true. The memories of being hit and physically threatened were nowhere near as painful for me as emotional abuse and those memories were nowhere near as reoccurring. So why is this? Why do we tend to get so enmeshed in our emotional wounds whereas if we are physically hurt, even though it can be agonizing, we can have some sense of separation from it. I've deeply realized our normal human tendency is to intensely identify with our emotional wounds. And this is often very different from how we see ourselves in physical pain. As an example, if we were to injure our leg, we know it is our leg that is injured. We can look at the wound and know no matter how much it hurts, it's a cut. Or it's a bruise or it's an impediment that hopefully will heal we know it relates to a body part that isn't healthy right now 
rather than I am flawed. We generally have a sense of separation with our physical wounds. This leg is wrong does not mean I am wrong. However, when we have emotional pain, our programming is to believe it is us. It is our character. It is because of our inherent defectiveness in some way. Rather than a part of me, a trapped painful emotion in my body is flawed, we believe I am flawed. This is a false premise which ensures that we get swamped by our emotional pain. Now we're on the back foot because how can we change a flawed emotion that we have identified strongly with? How can we change an inner flaw if we inherently believe this emotional pain means we are flawed? Like most of us, I used to get overwhelmed and taken out by emotional pain. When emotional pain struck, my mind would grab hold of it and get stuck in the deep anguish of my failings, my neediness, my terror of abandonment and my feelings of the insecurity of creating my own wholeness and well-being amongst many other things. These emotional wounds would come up from my subconscious as emotional pain and then my mind would add fuel to these emotions, judging them as defective I hate feeling this emotional pain and will whip them into panic, terror and greater inner torment and emptiness. Additionally, my mind allowed my ego to activate and it was focused on not enoughness and self-recrimination. My ego was unworthy of love, support and connection and this part relates to survival programs the defences we erect trying to guard rather than heal our inner wounds. And the result of this was I believed there is something very wrong with me. How am I ever going to get well? Naturally, my mind continued its assault on me by supplying me all of the evidence as to why I was unlovable, unworthy of love and support, defective and not good enough. My mind used to convince me that I had to change something outside of me to feel whole and worthy. And like many of us, I was constantly looking to the outside to try to fix my inner pain. And this seemed reasonable. After all, if I was defective, how on earth would I be able to sort out what was wrong with me? I deeply discovered in my recovery and self-liberation journey it's essential to know who we truly are. Our true self is a being who is not flawed. And truly, our emotional pain is simply relating to a part of us that requires healing. Exactly the same as an injury to our leg. And please know, I am not trying to take away the fact that emotional pain can be crippling, horrendous, and it can literally kill us. I am motivated to do this radio show and write the accompanying article because I know emotional pain can be so devastating. And I would love to be able to help you change that experience. Fortunately, I learned a completely different orientation than my previous over-identification with emotional pain. 
Through my work with Quantum Freedom Healing, I discovered and I anchored into deep universal truths. I realized important fundaments. The first of these was my inner being is already magnificent, already completely lovable, already acceptable and already worthy without conditions. I also realized that no amount of trying to get validation from others, achievements or anything outside of myself was going to allow me to truly somatically embody and know that truth. At best, all the outer seeking could ever do would be provide quick fixes that would take away my pain of unworthiness momentarily, but ultimately it would always keep coming back. I realized that if I allowed my emotional pain to convert into mind stories, I was always going to come up empty. And rather than accepting and addressing specific inner wounds, I merely and agonizingly remained stuck in the beliefs that I was a defective being who had little or no hope of getting well. I now totally understand that my mind is not capable of dealing with my subconscious wounds. That is an uphill battle because my subconscious beliefs about myself, others and life are the powerful machine driving my life. And my mind has no ability to find these wounds, let alone release them. In truth, my mind is much more interested in trying to avoid inner wounds with strategies. Like trying to burn off the anxious pain through an addictive tendency. Or by shaming and blaming myself or someone else. All quick fixes which create damaging long-term consequences. I also realized that seeking advice and trying to get validation from others and answers from others and solutions from others were also futile attempts to get well. And this doesn't mean that I'm an island and disconnected from others or even open to suggestions and advice from others. What it does mean is that I take full responsibility for my inner wounding. And the truth is, I adore now connecting and sharing my life with fellow beings. Ironically, when I was trying to get other people to fix me and supply me with my inner answers, my relationships were codependent and they were fraught with power struggles and they were painful. Whereas now my relationships have evolved incredibly as a result of evolving me. If I somatically know in the cells of my body that all of existence adores and accepts me, then I am much more likely to show up treating myself and others like this. I am also much more likely to attract other authentic people who co-create true love, joy and inspiration as well. I'm also very likely to easily detach from those who don't represent authenticity without needing them to provide me with anything in order for me to know my own worth. And I'm human, I can still slip. And if I do, life reflects back to me very quickly the outer results, which are the events and situations that match my unattended to wounds. These times are rarer and rarer. 
and it's still a total gift in that they always represent more self-recognition and expansion potential because they bring to light existing blind spots that need healing. And I want to explain to you a huge key that I got and my life changed overnight when I finally got it. It was huge. And this is what I realized. Every negative emotion, thought, behavior and issue that presents in my life as a trigger from outside or a painful emotion that is an impulse from the inside does not mean that I am defective. Instead, it means that there is simply a corresponding trap painful emotion in my body causing the negativity. I'm going to repeat that last bit again. Instead, it means that there is simply a corresponding trap painful emotion in my body causing the negativity. That's what it is. It's not that I'm defective. And what a relief that complete somatic understanding is. So when I realized this some time ago, then what would happen is no matter how monstrous a negative impulse felt, all I had to do was not fuel it through my mind with the stories of my unworthiness and my defectiveness, but instead go inside my body find the related trap painful emotion and energetically claim it, feel it and release it. Now I mean that literally no matter how monstrous the negative emotion was, no matter how big it was, no matter what it was about. And truly that is it. Totally like looking for a component in a hard drive that is causing poor performance and then popping it out of the computer. And you may think I'm kidding. I can almost hear you saying, no, it can't be that easy. But I promise you it is. That orientation can be easy. If you constantly remind yourself of it, commit to it and live it, then it becomes a complete retrained life focus. It becomes more and more real and natural to do the results constantly prove themselves over and over to you and you dissolve your ego because you are no longer feeding your negative peptide, self-annihilating emotional addictions. As a result, you break out into more and more freedom. Then more and more space, joy and expansion opens up inside you, which then generates the same outside of you. And you come closer and closer to the experience of who you really are. This is doing life the easy way. Way easier than trying to wrestle your inner wounds and ego to the ground. However, this easier and infinitely more effective orientation takes effort. It takes immense courage initially. And it takes a full surrender to meeting yourself. Every part of you, including those parts you would much rather sweep under the table. It takes the highest dedication to fully be with, to feel your pain. Emotional pain is hugely how we perceive it. 
if we are terrified of it, believing it confirms that we are defective, then yes, it is mammoth and it can feel like it will take us out. So naturally we do everything we can to not go there. The unattended to emotional wounds then gain momentum in the background, continue festering and they grab us by the throat unexpectedly every time there is a gap to present. We also keep attracting events in our life which trigger this disowned pain and life dishes it up to us to force us to self-partner and meet ourselves with unconditional love and acceptance. In other words, for us to evolve because that's what evolving is. By lining up bigger and more obvious situations until we do go inwards to ourselves. Avoidance is not the answer. All that does is kick the can further down the road and the can gets more and more battered and rusty. And the longer we take to meet ourselves, the more wounds there are to deal with. I found that normalizing my inner wounding made meeting myself and working on myself so much easier. It is so much easier to fully claim an inner wound and feel it fully when I understand it is merely a faulty belief system and emotional trauma trapped in my body. When I know that is all it is and what it is, then I don't go into the thinking I used to do, which is I'm a damaged, defective, depressed woman experiencing an emotional event. It is so much easier to fully feel, which is the claiming part of it, to go in and find and fully feel a faulty part inside so that it can be released, knowing it is not who I am. It's just a glitch in the system. Can you understand how this orientation allows you to fully go to these faulty parts of yourself? without self-recrimination, judgment or repulsion for yourself. I promise you it is not the emotional pain that kills us. It is the resistance to it that does. It is the horrible premises we believe about ourselves in response to our emotional pain which creates the awful damage and the horrendous feelings. It's those beliefs that cause us to avoid our pain or to drown in it. I said before that this is an easy way to live because it really is. But initially the journey is not easy. There are many fables and myths throughout history regarding the metaphors of facing one's inner dragons and demons and the dark night of the soul. Now the truth is the passages and rites of heroes is what personal alchemy is all about. This is what walking through fire is all about. And this is what true personal transformation is about. It's about fully meeting and accepting and being with and transforming ourselves. If you want the goodies, which is the highest expression of the life you were born to live, nothing less than inner surrender to meet yourself is going to achieve it. 
And the irony is, after the initial feelings like you're going to die, which is really your false identity, your ego dying off, you start emerging, feeling more alive, free and happy than you ever thought was possible. You experience rebirth. Then dealing with emotional pain becomes a maintenance thing which keeps offering more up-leveling and more expansion. And you welcome these triggers for that reason and easily transform them. You also deeply experience winning back the pure essence of yourself, which is love, creativity, harmony, expansion and joy. Every time you release a wound, especially a big one, because your energy that was trapped in that particular wound is instantly emancipated. Occasionally, a really big trigger can blindsight you and you may not be able to immediately go to it and shift it. And it may trick your head to jump in and attempt to deal with it and then of course start fueling all those beliefs how you're defective or you're hopeless or you're never going to get out of this or all of those things that our head does. However, as soon as you remember your life commitment to so within, so without, you drop the head anguish, go inside your body, claim the wound and release it. Even if it takes wailing, rocking and heavy breathing to keep your body enough to do so. Sorry, keep your body open enough to do so. Now what I just wrote there about the wailing and the rocking and the heavy breathing... This is a description of what many people go through at the start of this journey. And I did too, absolutely. If you are really committed and really surrendered, surrendered to collapsing inwards and being inside with yourself. And I know that wailing and rocking and breathing doesn't sound like much fun. If somebody had told me that that was what I needed to do before narcissistic abuse, I would have scoffed, what for? Up until narcissistic abuse, before my emotional wounds completely engulfed me, I used to believe simply positive thinking and taking action was all that was necessary to have a good life. By the time I hit the ground with the trauma of narcissistic abuse, I thought I was going to die from the pain of my emotional wounds, as I know so many of you have felt as well. Fortunately, I had enough deep knowing and total knowledge that meeting the inner wounds was the only way to be free of them. And I did the surrender inwards. It may sound really intense, but this is the truth that I've told many clients who are resistant to feeling their wounds. I told them I decided that I would rather die from the pain of meeting my wounds than continue living the way I was living. I just couldn't live that way anymore. So I collapsed inwards on my couch, as I encourage these clients to do also, and I shifted wounds and wailed and rocked and breathed like I was giving birth to an elephant whilst doing it. And each time I did this, I felt relief sometimes for only minutes, sometimes for hours and sometimes for days and then those periods got longer and longer. 
then yet another painful belief and more wounds would present, sometimes within minutes, and then another and another. And out they would all get shifted too, as soon as I could and as often as I could. In the distance, I could sense a light at the end of the tunnel. The pinprick of light gradually got bigger and brighter. And now I'm happy to say there is barely ever anything but light and all the glorious feelings, wholeness and experiences that go with it. The truth is I worked for it. I worked incredibly hard for it. Often every day for hours, especially during the first few months. In a lot of this shifting out of the pain for months, for a long time, I was still struggling with the beliefs that I was defective and damaged whilst doing so. It's only in the later part of the extreme work that I had the total epiphany that any pain I felt was just a defective part, not who I am. And this then created a profound ability to detach yet connect that's the dichotomy that I was detached from the pain not believing it meant that I was defective or useless or powerless or pathetic or or damaged I detached my inner identity from it unable to just single it out and go into the wound and deeply then feel the charge of the wound and then simply systematically shift it out and experience enormous instant inner space relief and astounding wholeness results. I realized that no matter how painful and intense an inner wound was, I needed to normalize it and not get taken out and engulfed by it. And the irony was I needed to fully partner with this wound unconditionally with love and complete surrender and openness. Yet have the healthy mindfulness to know this is simply a wound that I can meet, embrace and release. I am very passionate about helping you normalize your emotional wounding so that you too can know that every negative emotion without exception is a trapped painful emotion and belief in your subconscious and once released will not be a wound anymore. And then what this means is there will be no agonized thoughts or emotions or behaviors or confusion related to what that wound was generating because it's gone. And we have to realize though, I'm talking about one wound because of course there will be other intense ones to deal with and so on and so forth until the tipping point occurs which I call the other side. The other side of our painful emotions does not mean that we're in the clear or that we're home or that there's no more work to do. What it does mean is consistently we feel great, we feel alive and we have totally accepted that life is co-creating evolution with us meaning anything about ourselves that can be up-leveled is going to present. And this is the other huge thing I realized, that when we get cleaner and cleaner on the inside, we start becoming very aware of negative emotion. And this is what happened to me. 
I observed the little and sometimes not so little niggly feelings of anxiety or depression that I once accepted as normal. And I then, for the first time in my life, stood back and declared, hang on, this is not who I really am. No longer was any painful, normal emotion acceptable. Not when every niggly, not right feeling was pointing me to an inner wound that I could find, claim and release and be free of. Now this may sound really obsessive, but really my job, as well as my personal life passion, is to be the most joyous, free, expanded being I can be. So it makes perfect sense not to accept anything less. Why would I accept any emotional pain and what comes off that when I have the means to be free of it? So I do my inner shift work whilst I walk. And my walks go from anywhere from an hour to two hours. And this is multitasking at its best. It's exercise, it's fresh air, it's nature and the releasing of trapped painful emotions. I am totally dedicated to this process. And then I follow it up with, when I get home, a 10-minute session of Qigong and an hour of yoga with a dear girlfriend. And I love it. So every day when there's something, when I know there's some resistance or some anxiety or some negative emotion, no matter how subtle it is, I walk and I feel it in my body and I open up into it and my body is totally relaxed and open, which is the best way to work with ourselves. And I then locate where it is in my body. I take my awareness into it. I ask, how old is it? And I listen to the intuitive answer. And then I ask, what is it about? And I completely trust the answer I get no matter what it is. And I get my answers immediately. As we do more and more, when we get used to this process, it becomes a really simple, beautiful connection to our subconscious that works very, very easily. And it's so important that when I get my answers that I feel no repulsion, no judgment, and don't allow my mind to start beating me up when I connect with my defective wounds. Instead, I accept the answers I receive from my subconscious unconditionally, unquestioningly and lovingly. I then fully feel the emotional charge somatically. I open right up into it and allow myself to fully claim it, which is feel it. And then I load it up, spiral it out and bring in source to replace it without allowing any head stories. And if any pop in, I just ignore them and keep coming back to the process. I just don't give them any energy. And my inner being as a result of this just opens up to more and more space. I literally feel like I am floating and grinning sometimes when I'm walking. People probably think I'm high on drugs. I am. I'm high on source. And I am so interested and excited every day if I feel a trigger I write it down and it's on my list to do for my next walk and for anyone who knows inner work you will understand when I say the inner journey of where that can take me 
and what I can find and release is so fascinating. Stuff that I had no conscious idea about whatsoever. And I'm so comfortable with feeling emotional pain off and on for an hour or two whilst walking. It's just a matter of keeping my heart and my body open and just being with it. And the payoff is spectacular because every release brings in huge feelings of bliss, expansion and joy and incredible wisdom. Levels of these emotions and understandings that weren't possible before that particular release. Then all day, every day, because I do the consistent work of releasing parts of me that don't serve me, I get to feel expansiveness, joy, fun and love in greater and greater increments with only odd blips of triggers, which are completely and utterly welcome. And thank goodness I still have triggers because they mean I can keep growing. Without the triggers, we can't grow. And I love that, that acceptance and understanding. And this is what normalizing my shift work has created. The mindfulness of a trigger equals a painful, trapped, emotional wound to locate and release so that I can expand myself, which is in huge, huge contrary to what I used to believe when I got hit with emotional pain, which is I'm unworthy, defective and no good. And I'm never going to get out of this. So this orientation of normalizing my wounds changed everything. Now, I don't just want to give you the, the bliss and feel good story, okay? Because at the start, it is heavy going, absolutely. You have to have courage. You have to be prepared to understand that you could shift one wound and another one is immediately beside it or under it. By the time our life has hit the soul-shattering experience of narcissistic abuse, we are wounded severely and we have multiple wounds. We also know our wounds are screaming so loudly at us, we can't ignore them anymore. You may feel at first that you are shoveling muck out of a bottomless pit, but even whilst doing so, it will be usual for you to feel sneak peeks of joy and wholeness. So often we are right on the edge of a huge breakthrough without knowing it. It may take weeks or months of intense inner dedication as we pull one brick at a time out of the wall of painful beliefs and then all of a sudden the wall collapses and we're free. This was certainly my experience as I've also witnessed the countless others in this community, the people who are willing to deeply partner self and do the work. And this is what the other side looks like. And it is my deepest wish that the realizations I can grant you from my journey offer you keys that can assist you to walk this thriver journey in the most direct straight line possible so that you don't have to have some of the struggles or continuations that I did. So that's it for this radio show and I hope you've really enjoyed it and I really hope that you can get your heart and your body and your mind around that orientation and really start living it because it just changes everything. So also too, I just want to do a little bit of a reminder about the 
three keys to thriving after narcissistic abuse where you will be experiencing free life quantum freedom healing with me and it's been filling up really quickly in fact it's filled up so quickly over four days that we've had to close down that webinar it's at capacity and we've opened up another one for the 27th of June so you can find out about that on the blog article if you go to my website you can go to the blog which is www.melanietoniaevans.com and you will see the blog article and all of the details there and the link where you can have a look at all of the details of the webinar so and as always I look forward to replying to your comments and questions on the blog article which comes out later today so that's it from me everybody I'll be talking to you next week and lots of love bye bye with the lucky land plus you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.